Welcome to The Rank with John and Zach. I'm John. I'm Zach. We've been friends since Cub Scouts, and now 30 years later, we decided to start a podcast where we'll be ranking anything and everything. You know, the natural progression of events for millennials. You're probably wondering what credentials we have to rank anything. Well, we don't have any. And if you disagree, join the discussion at The Rank Podcast on Twitter or X, Threads, Instagram, and TikTok on our website at therankwithjohnandzach.com or at our email address, uh, therankwithjohnandzach at protonmail.com. You can also support us on Patreon at The Rank Podcast. That's patreon.com slash The Rank Podcast. And you can check out clips or full episodes on our YouTube channel, The Rank with John and Zach. And please remember to rate, review, and subscribe so we can keep this thing going. Well, when you think of movie stars, what do you think of? Um, I uh, think of Hollywood, you know, like glamorous old Hollywood, the olden days. 1930s 40s that kind of do you so you think of the the old i was curious because to me when i think of movie stars i, I think of the 90s actually mm-hmm. um and maybe a little bit of the aughts but really the 90s stick out to me where like i think movie stars kind of hit their zenith mm-hmm. and then the internet slowly killed them all yeah <laughs> probably probably true no you're absolutely right they movies movie stars were a big thing in the 90s in a way that they're kind of not so much now yeah, they're really not. And I mean, is movie stars were probably even a bigger thing in the 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, you yeah. know, like because I think you could say this person's in this and people would go see it just because you know Gary mm-hmm. Grant was in it. Mm-hmm. Um and there was there was a certain amount of gravitas to being a movie star even earlier than the 90s because it was just like they viewed you as your the characters you were playing. So if you were a movie star and you always played, you know, the good guy, mm-hmm. they tended to view you as the good guy. Or gal, mm-hmm. so I don't think there was the same in the '90s, but it was still. I think the '90s was still just like I almost. You do you ever wonder like maybe if the greed of the salaries in the '80s and '90s kind of killed it a little bit too? That might have that might have been, but it's interesting because um, I feel like a lot of the movie star, yeah. Well, you know the increasing salaries. Yeah. Um, I feel like a lot of that actually was part of what drove. A lot of interest in movie stars for a while because it was like yeah that's true who was going to get you know the next biggest salary but then the salaries got really kind of ridiculous and i'm not sure everybody loved the idea of somebody getting 20 million for one movie you know yeah i, I feel like there was backlash to to sports stars getting so much money mm-hmm. for a while there and i think the same thing happened with hollywood mm-hmm. um, yeah but whereas sports has kind of come back and people just accept that you know it's kind of a silly thing to be upset about because to me it's like I remember being like, really, they make this much money, you know, mm-hmm. like they shouldn't go on strike because they make tons of money, that kind of a mm-hmm. thing. But now I think about it and it's like, well, they make people lots of money. So mm-hmm. they should be entitled to a cut of that. Yeah. They well, have anyway, a skill set and, you know, that right. skill set is valued at a certain thing. Exactly. You're valued at whatever they're willing to pay you, right? Mm-hmm. So if they're willing to pay you $20 million, then that's your value. Mm-hmm. So whatever. Um or you could be like Tom Cruise and take a cut of the, you know, take a percentage of the uh, the gross. And then you're really getting paid your value because you're getting a percentage of the thing that you made. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, um, I kind of want to dive right into this because this I really nerded out on this top 10. I thought you might because you could still dip into your uh, Entertainment Weekly archives from the entirety of the fucking decade and... Oh, um, you have no idea, man. I have I have a notebook <laughs> that is filled 
with every movie that's ever made $100 million domestically or more. Mm. And then on top of that, I have a page for every star. So, okay. like, I can open it up. Here's Bruce Willis. And I mm. have, you know, current, like, I had what his salary was, mm -hmm. um, what it, like the highest salary he reached, which was $25 million a movie, by the way. Mm -hmm. And uh, and then I, I wrote down every single starring role he had, mm -hmm. the gross that it made domestically, and then I've got a star next to him if they're $100 million, just so that I can find them easier. Um, yep. And then I, I did that. There is, I, I want to say, maybe 60 pages of stars. Mm-hmm. So that's so, how pathetic I am, everybody. <laughs> well, I mean, you're 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 presumably making some kind of I don't want to say living, but you know, <laughs> presumably somebody's listening to you talk about it. So it's not that pathetic. No, I no, um, I kind of figured you would. I uh I was I had a little bit of a harder time. I actually had some trouble thinking of people, and then I was like, should I go by like gross? Should I go by something like that? And I decided not to go. I was hoping much. you wouldn't buy go by gross because you knew yeah. that that's what I would go by. Yeah, that's actually kind of what I did. And I said, I don't really care anyway. For me, it was like, do they feel like a movie star in the 90s? Yeah, I was hoping you would do that because yeah. I got way too technical with it. And <laughs> yeah. I was like thinking, well, Zach's probably just going to go with feel, with gut mm -hmm. feel. Yeah. So is, I think it'll be a nice, uh, feel, yeah. yeah, I think it'll be a nice like juxtaposition between us, you know? Mm -hmm. So let me, do you have honorable mentions? No. Okay, so let me do my honorable mentions because it's almost as long as my top ten. Um, so Kevin Costner, who was mm -hmm. huge at the start of the decade with Dances with Wolves, Robin Hood, and The Bodyguard, but then kind of fell off. You got mm -hmm. Clint Eastwood, big name, but not a $100 million draw. He mm -hmm. had two movies in the early 90s with Unforgiven and then The Line of Fire that were big hits mm -hmm. that didn't sustain it, right? So I, I'm viewing this as draw, right? Are they stars that drew people to the movies and mm. clint eastwood is obviously a draw but he's not he wasn't like blockbuster draw he mm. just had like a very devout base of people that wanted to go see him yeah then you had nicholas cage he had a great like two three year run with uh with the rock con air and face off because mm. i don't know if you remember he won best actor yeah for leaving las vegas and then he was like i'm gonna be an action star <laughs> of course um he just he was basically like i want to make as much money as i can um who can blame only him? really what i'm sorry who can blame him yeah i don't blame him at all and only really the national treasure movies have come close to what hollywood thought they would get with him you know a bankable action star mm -hmm. since since those first three and then you know i i want to like mention these ones that aren't on my top 10 because you know people be like really leonardo dicaprio is not on your list but mm -hmm. he had one gigantic movie I mean that movie I, was pretty that movie was pretty titanic though. Yeah. If, <laughs> yeah. Um uh, I mean he became kind of the most sought after actor but he he wasn't a bankable movie star yet. Mm -hmm. It wasn't until uh basically I think Catch Me If You Can that he started his string of like people go to see Leo movies, you know. Mm -hmm. Um and then Jack Nicholson similar to Clint Eastwood Adam Sandler, he hit his zenith kind of in the late 90s because mm -hmm. his first $100 million movie was The Waterboy in 98 and then Big Daddy in 99. Um, and then uh, two, I just didn't think that two movies at the end of the decade qualified for the top 10 list. Mm -hmm. And the last one I'll say is John Travolta. Mm -hmm. I think he's actually the closest to the top 10 that's not on it. 
because okay. he had four hits in the nineties with a hundred of over a hundred million dollars, mm-hmm. including two that can only be attributed to his star power phenomenon yeah. and the general's daughter. Mm-hmm. Like I you think of those two phenomenon, but me too. But like, you know, I would say it didn't get great reviews and yeah. the general's daughter had like, if you look at the general's daughter on Rotten Tomatoes, I think it's like a 10% and that's a hundred million dollar movie. And people went to see it because John Travolta was in it because he was still like a bankable star at the time. It's kind of incredible. Yeah, I actually don't remember that one at all. So, so anyway, I tried to go through it quick. Hopefully, it was somewhat interesting. So yeah, <laughs> but let's let's go to your number ten. What's your number ten? Uh, My number ten. Nineties. Very simple. I didn't feel like writing his last name, uh, so I just put the first name, and and that'll work fine for everybody because it's Arnold. Um, I think he was bigger probably in the early part of the decade. Mm-hmm. Um, I th- feel like a lot of, you know, he had some movies that looked like they might have been hits, but then they weren't toward the end of the decade. But um, I feel like he was still a, a huge movie star um, that people, like, you know, would I, I, again, I'm, again, I'm going a little bit less on whether or not people would say, oh, I want to go see that movie just because of whatever. As much right, it's as the general would. feeling, like, yeah, like you knew his was, name. It was, it, yeah. it's Arnold. If you said to somebody, name a movie star, there's a decent chance they might be like, uh, yeah, well, Arnold, right? Right, um, yeah. And also, uh, he was in one of my favorite movies of the 90s, probably top two or three in Terminator 2. So, mm-hmm. can't really complain. <laughs> who's no, who's no, who, bleh, words. My, who, who, okay. My number 10? <laughs> yeah. Is Harrison Ford. Okay. And I know what you're thinking. Just 10? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, because it's Harrison Ford, but but here's the thing: we're talking specifically the '90s, and while mm-hmm. Ford is a huge draw, he just wasn't in as much in the '90s. Mm-hmm. So he had presumed innocent and patriot and patriot games that did well, but didn't cross the hundred mil mark. But you had the Fugitive, Clear and Present Danger, and Air Force One, which were mm-hmm. huge hits. So yeah. he had three big hits in the decade. Uh, but sandwiched between were some flops, like Sabrina, Regarding Henry, The Devil's Own, Six Days, Seven Nights, and Random Hearts. So, like, you know, it was kind of a mixed bag. But still, you know, big star. Yeah. So that's my number 10. Well. What's your uh, number nine? You were incorrect that I was thinking only 10 because my number nine is Harrison Ford. Oh, there you go. So I just have him a tiny bit better. Yeah, like you said, he was, you know, his his hugest hits. Hugest? <laughs> in the 80s and then even the early 70s, the late 70s in the case of Star Wars. But, um. I, again, with a, similar with Arnold, it, it was just a, an indelible movie star for the entirety of the decade, probably, except a little bit toward the end, less so. But um, like you said, even Air Force One came out a bit later in the decade, and yeah, I think it was '97. Yeah, so that was and that was a very large hit. I mean, get off his plane. Yeah. Um, uh, and like, yeah, I mean, like, I feel like to this day, actually, people might name him as a big movie star. So the '90s was certainly. It was yeah, I mean, still the case. Definitely. I mean, here, it like, I mean, you, you could see magazine articles about him back then that were just like, well, Harrison Ford's in it, so it's probably mm-hmm. going to do well. Yeah. It was always a surprise if his movie didn't do well. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Same thing with Arnold, actually. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but my number nine is Bruce Willis, who okay. is my favorite movie star of the 90s. Okay. But he's only number nine on your list. It's only oh, number because, nine. Because of, uh, of your strict criteria. Because of my criteria, which I'm realizing now is kind of stupid because he was my favorite in the 90s. But it's, anyway, go ahead. It's a perspective, it, you know. 
it's it's a legitimate way to do this. I feel like it's maybe a good way to do this because I'm just going on. Uh, maybe I don't know. Well, you know, it's sort of like with uh, with dinosaurs for you. You know, <laughs> just I get you. I nerd out on it. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so this was an up and down decade for for Bruce actually. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, you had Die Hard two. Mm -hmm. And Die Hard with a Vengeance come, yeah. came come out in the '90s. He also had huge hits with Armageddon and The Sixth Sense, and it's also reasonable to uh, to say that he was a big draw for Pulp Fiction, mm -hmm. you know, which was another big hit. And we also had some like not mega hits from him, but but titles that would live on, you know, mm -hmm. in The Fifth Element and Twelve Monkeys. Mm -hmm. Oh, right, but he, right, Twelve Monkeys. Yeah, but he also had a lot of flops. The thing about Bruce is that he is always working. Mm -hmm. So his name is always out there. So like, you know, you st you saw him on posters year round. Mm -hmm. So like, yeah, he's a movie star because he, I see him every time I go to the movies. Yep. So anyway, yeah, that's it. What's your, uh, who's your number eight? My number eight is Michael Douglas. Oh, that's a good um, one. I also feel like probably a little bit, I, th I think a lot of my people are a little bit bigger in the eighties. Um, and maybe tapering off a little bit toward the 90s. But um, he's one of the first people I think of when I think of the 90s in movies. Um, I'm not Basically really instinct. Sure. Yeah. Um, there was an entire genre of movie where Michael Douglas gets himself in trouble because of his horniness. Right, um, yeah. Disclosure. Yeah. Um, so that's like kind of <laughs> kind of big. And uh, nobody played a rich guy better than him um, in the 90s or otherwise. Um, something about him just oozes wealth from that particular era. I don't know why. And uh, <laughs> I loved when he was in Ant-Man 1, because at the very beginning, they do the de-aging on him. Like, and it's from Hank Pym in the 90s. And I was like, holy shit, it's Michael Douglas. He's back. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Just like he used to be. If I was him, I'd be sad seeing that kind of shit. I'd be like, oh. <laughs> oh, that's kind of a sad take. Yeah. Like, geez, imagine seeing, like, CGI footage of yourself when you were in your 20s. <laughs> So anyway, that's well, all you I can kind of do that on TikTok and stuff with all yeah, their well. Things. Actually, I did I did one of those filters where everybody was posting like um uh I did this picture of like your of you in a, as a teenager and now I'm like sad because I look so much better as a teenager. I look horrible. I look much better now. I have a distinguished aged kind of feel. <laughs> a little bit like cheese that you leave in the fridge for too long. Well, so what's your number eight? <laughs> well, my number eight is Arnold Schwarzenegger. Okay, so yeah, I think his glory days were kind of behind him a little bit as far as mm -hmm. being a movie star, but he still had enough juice to make to make it to eight on my list. But well, he had plenty of juice, which may or may not. Be, <laughs> yeah, he did. Which may or may not be better than his counterpart, Mr. Stallone. Mm. Yet to be determined. I have a feeling it may be. He started the '90s on a tear. Because mm -hmm. Total Recall and Kindergarten Cop came out in 1990. Really? Yeah. So that's like kind of a good year. Yeah. Then Terminator 2 the next year. Uh-huh. So those are two really good years. Then he had Last Action Hero in 1993, which was a flop. But like, come on. That shouldn't have been a flop. I'm still angry about that. Because I've never seen I really it enjoyed it. We should we do it for action it. one of these days. Because I've been meaning to watch it for like 20 years. Yeah. We need to do it. It's I enjoyed it when I was a kid. I, I don't know if it'll hold up. I hope it does. But uh, but then he had True Lies in 1994, mm -hmm. which is another big hit, right? So, But after that, it was kind of like, you know, he had a flop with Junior, and then there's a bunch of moderate hits, like Eraser, Jingle All the Way, and End of Days. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then one gigantic stinker in there, which did make $100 million, but still Batman and Robin. That movie made $100 million. That made $107 million. $107. It just got over. Um, <laughs> that, that kind of offends me that that made $100 million. Disappointed in that. The American public always finds ways to disappoint me. Yeah, well, you know, there's there's a lot of them out there that'll disappoint you. Um, but um, basically, this was his last decade of being a movie star because he became the governor of California in like mm-hmm. 2002 or something. So the last movie he did before he became the governor was The Terminator 3, mm-hmm. Rise of the Machines, which made hundred over $100 million. I remember liking that movie. Okay. I remember liking it too. Well, what's your, who's your number seven? My number seven is, we're definitely in the area here where I don't really know if they qualify (laughs) as a movie star, like a big movie star, bigger than Harrison Ford and Arnold. But I went with Michelle Pfeiffer because I think she was a touchstone for like really like big women stars. Like people really liked her. Like they were like, oh, she's hot and she's in everything. So yeah, I liked Michelle Pfeiffer. Pfeiffer. Yeah. Speaking of Ant-Man, by the way, she's an Ant-Man, too. She's also an Ant-Man, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I don't really have so much analysis anymore for a lot of my people. Just uh, I, I, I said to myself, who's a movie star from the 90s? Oh, and I put them down. If I thought of them first, they got to be higher. Well, Batman Returns, yep. right? She played oh, yeah. Catwoman. I remember I watched, being... I watched Last Christmas because it's a Christmas movie. Oh, really? Your spouse it's agrees with Christmas. that? No. <laughs> I didn't think so. Yeah. Um, well, my number seven is Will Smith. Mm-hmm. So he broke out in feature films in the 90s, and it was with mm-hmm. Bad Boys in 1995, directed by probably the greatest director ever. <laughs> the greatest music video director of all time, maybe. <laughs> Which we've established. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, thanks to his like incredibly charming role in The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air on TV, mm-hmm. and then every movie he made after that in the 90s, Bad Boys was in 1995, crossed mm-hmm. the $100 million mark. Even those that shouldn't have. <laughs> Which one are you thinking of? Wild Wild West. Yeah, that made $113 million. It wasn't even the lowest of his $100 million movies. So he had Independence Day, Men in Black, Enemy of the State, and Wild Wild West. Mm-hmm. Which, let's be honest, Wild Wild West does not cross $100 million without Will Smith. No, it does not. If it's just Kevin Klein, you know, his star right. power working that movie. And what's crazier still is that the 2000s would end up being an even better decade for him. Really? I guess that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. So, I mean, he did have After Earth. That was a huge one. He did. He yeah, had that was pounds. A, that was another seven, huge one. Seven. Actually. Seven pounds is what it's called. I added an extra pound. I figured he could use it. Um, yeah. Well, he also had Men in Black 2, and uh, he had Hitch, which was gigantic. Um, Really though, that was I am I am Legend. Movie. Oh, did you see that they're doing the sequel to I Am Legend? I did, which I don't really understand. But they're using the non-canonical alternate ending from the DVD as the actual. What ending. was that ending? Because I for, I don't remember. I don't I know what I, you're talking about, but I I've never seen the movie, so I don't know which ending is which. But apparently, the non-canonical ending people liked better, and I guess it allows for a sequel better. So, what's your number six? My number six is another one that's based entirely on feel. It's Meg Ryan. I think she was still America's sweetheart throughout most of the 90s. Maybe not the end of the 90s. I don't know, but I liked her. And uh, Well, when was You've sure. Got Mail? Wasn't You've Got Mail like 1999? I love You've Got Mail, yes. And the other ones that she's in. She was a lot of fun. I mean, 
Is anybody like peppier and like spunkier than her? No one. That's all. <laughs> that's it. I like Meg Ryan, so that's moving on. My number five, six, actually, because we're on number six. My number six uh-huh. is Mel Gibson. Oh, oh, I forgot about how did I, for- yeah. I forgot about Mel Gibson. He should probably be on there instead of somebody, but too it's late. so funny that you forgot about him because listen to the first thing I wrote. People I think forget how huge of a star <laughs> Mel Gibson was. <laughs> Lethal Weapon three and four came out in the nineties. Maverick, Pocahontas, and Ransom. They all made a hundred million dollars with him as the lead in the nineties. And that's not to mention Braveheart, which didn't make a hundred million, but was best picture. Best picture, and he won best director for it. Yeah. He was he was like the rare heartthrob that was also an action star. So like legitimately guys wanted to be like him and women wanted to bang him. I, I am. I, I want, I can't believe I forgot him. I want to put him on somewhere, but I don't know who to knock off. Well, that's all right. We'll know that he's your honorable mention. He, actually, I had an honorable mention that I forgot and didn't tell. I did. Yeah. I said no when, I, when you asked if I had one. So that was just a lie. So that was a lie. Um, my honorable mention was, honorable mention? My honorable mention was Ethan Hawke, who um, oh, okay. I think is an <laughs> You know what? That's the reaction I think you get when you talk about Ethan Hawke in general. Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, he's he's a good actor. I mean, yeah, not a but not like a knock your socks off actor. And also, um, he's like, like he's a movie star. Yeah, I guess he could be a movie. He's not really a movie star though, is he? So he's the, that's lead. the way I felt. I mean, plays the lead. You know. Yeah, and he was. I like Gattaca. That's. That's most yeah. of what everybody has to say about it. Sarah loves Gattaca. Um, Speaking of which, I almost put Jude Law on there too, but I also did not get around to putting him on because I didn't feel like he was, like I feel like he was a heartthrob and an actor, but not really a uh, movie star. star. Exactly. Yeah. Well, you know, to go back to Mel Gibson here, it's sort of unfortunate that he also turned out to be a crazy racist anti-Semite who tanked his own career in booze-filled rages. So, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> That's not like it needed to be said. Yeah, no, it absolutely does. But I, you know, because I I don't have him on my list, I want to mention I love one of my favorite movies when I was younger is Maverick, um, which is, I don't know if anybody remembers. It's a great movie. Yeah, I mentioned it on this. Fantastic movie. I love it. Um, Jodie Foster Foster and and James James Garner. Garner. Um, And also, uh, I've never actually seen any of the Lethal Weapon movies um, all the way through. You're kidding me, really? Yeah. Only parts just. Huh. Here and there, and uh, I, we've talked about how we both liked Braveheart a lot. Wonder if it holds up. I and uh, looking forward to finding out. We'll see. So anyway, it just—that's the end of that. I remember what women want. Also, yeah, I remember really enjoying that one with Helen Hunt. But yeah. that wasn't in the nineties. That was that was actually the year two thousand. So, oh. in the year two thousand. Anyway, who's your number five? My number five is Kevin Costner. Who oh, you, nice. He was I on my honorable mention. Honorable mentions. But for me, I remember him being a big star. I, I know he kind of tailed off there because he made a couple of stinkers that John may or may not like um, and defend. But uh, I still think he was like a big star that, that women women liked and men thought he was cool. So I really I love Kevin Costner. So I enjoy I enjoy his acting style. I enjoy that he's kind of an everyman. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. 
I, I like wanted to put him on the list, but I was just like, man, because if it was the top ten, like my favorite act, uh, like movie stars, he would mm -hmm. definitely be in the top ten. Fair enough. Um, although I don't know who I would kick off. <laughs> Maybe I'd, I'd kick Mel Gibson off. Yeah, get out of here, Mel. Melinda just, Gibson. Just, just you know, in, in hindsight. Um, then uh, my number five. You're gonna like this. Maybe you'll have him on your list too. Robin Williams. I didn't think of comedians. Oh, no everyone, way, really? Everyone I have is is fairly serious, yeah. So so people will at least get a lot of good content from your list, and mine will just be people I thought of. Here's the top 10 people I thought of, <laughs> which I guess is all of them, but that doesn't matter. So tell me about Robin Williams. He was in some well, movies. Well, it's sad to think he's gone now, yeah. you know? But, uh, but he gave us the best decade of his career in film in the 90s. Mm -hmm. You ready for this? These are these these are his seven seven hundred million dollar movies of the nineties. Mm -hmm. Hook, Aladdin, Mrs. Doubtfire, Jumanji, The Birdcage, Goodwill Hunting, and Patch Adams. Patch Adams made a hundred million dollars. Patch Adams was a huge hit. It made like almost hundred forty million dollars. I don't remember people liking Patch Adams that much, but that's fine. <laughs> Not only that, but your favorite movie of his. Mm -hmm. made 93 million dollars so it came really close to 100 million so it's still a hit flubber <laughs> i was sitting there thinking what the fuck is my favorite movie of his and then flubber. <laughs> you know, flubber is definitely my favorite movie i haven't seen flubber <laughs> well you almost did after he died almost did by accident netflix decided i should see it <laughs> so anyway well, yeah, Rob Williams. He was a huge star. I, I think people kind of forget how huge he was. Mm -hmm. But, like, I mean, Mrs. Doubtfire made, like, $250 million. I mean, or mm -hmm. 234 I think, or something like that. It's a large amount of money, for considering what it is. You well, know? That's really more of a Pierce Brosnan movie, though. That's true. Sally Field, too. Mm -hmm. um, well, what's your, who's your number four? You know what? Actually, that's a Harvey Firestein movie. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. We are actually it's a it's a Joey Lawrence or it's a Ma Matthew Matthew Lawrence. Lawrence. Yeah. <laughs> definitely not a Merrill Wilson movie, but uh, <laughs> I don't know why. Um, it's funny that several of his big hundred million dollar hits there involve cross dressing. Doesn't matter which ones. Oh, Birdcage and yep. Birdcage too. Yes, yep. <laughs> he's not the one who cross dresses there though. No, that's so, everybody else. That's everybody else except for him. Uh, <laughs> What's number four? We're at number four. Because even Gene Hackman cross-dresses in that yep, movie. In the end. Anyway, yeah. So what's your number four? Sorry. That's okay. The son doesn't cross-dress, though. He just gets to hang out with... Is it Callista Flockhart in that? It is Callista Flockhart. Yeah. Damn. So anyway, she's not on my list. But number four is on my list. And I know you said that he wasn't a huge movie star for you, but it's Leonardo DiCaprio. I, I well, think he was... I really considered putting him on the list because he was so huge once mm -hmm. Titanic came out. Mm -hmm. I just felt like... It needed to encompass more than just that one thing. Um, yeah, no, I think yeah, you're actually right. Some of the movies he followed that up with did not do so great, like the Beach. The Man in the Iron Mask. And oh Beach. god, the Man in the Iron Mask. Ugh. That was so, terrible. That was the next movie he did. Yeah, bad, bad idea, Leo. I actually Leo liked the Beach. Gabriel. I read the book for that too. The book was good too. I've heard the Beach is okay, but uh, I think he's really good in Romeo plus Juliet. So that's that. Well, that was before Titanic, but yeah. that was before, just before. But uh, I think before. he was really good in eating Mrs. Gilbert, whatever. What's eating Gilbert Grace? Eating <laughs> Mrs. Gilbert, whatever. <laughs> it's a whole that's different what it's, movie. 
that's what it's called. And he was also great on Growing Pains, but that was back in the 80s. Yeah. He was the adopted runaway kid that they brought on. But anyway, uh, I, I think like outside of the movie performances, he himself was huge. If you just want yes. to go by, by teen magazine articles and posters yeah. on walls. This all after Titanic was he was all that any female under the age of 25 ever wanted to talk about. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we remember this quite well. <laughs> well, my number four is Jim Carrey. I forgot about Jim Carrey, too. <laughs> well, you said there were no comedy ones, and no I was like, well, you're not going to have the next one, then. This is maybe the brightest burn of all the people on this list. Because he came out of nowhere with Ace Ventura, and that was 1994, right? But then he had two more movies in 1994, which hmm. both crossed the $100 million mark. Yeah, I know. So The Mask and then Dumb and Dumber. And he was basically a household name after Ace Ventura, and which didn't make $100 million, but you know, he mm. put his name everywhere. Then the next year, he had two more movies that made $100 million. That Ace Ventura 2 and Batman Forever. Then he had one aberration with The Cable Guy in 1996, which I think was kind of underrated, actually, and for which he earned the highest pay salary of all time, or of all time up to that point um, mm. for a movie, $20 million. But then in 1997 and 1998, he had Liar Liar and The Truman Show. Mm -hmm. And that's quite the fucking decade. It really is. And um, just, I, it might have started with um, the cable guy, but it didn't. It actually, in, but when he did the Truman Show, it was like people were like, oh, he can be funny and actually act. Right, exactly. And that's when he started a, uh, just like Robin Williams eventually, later career dramatic turn in which everyone was like, oh, apparently being a comedian is, is like actually acting. You know, it's not just being dumb. Yeah. Or it's sort dumber. of sad though, because like <laughs> um I think Jim actually became kind of obsessed with it, whereas Robin was kind of okay with not getting any accolades. And I think yeah. it really like hurt Jim's ego that yeah. nobody was nominating him. Same. But anyway, so what's who's your number three? My number three is Will Smith. Oh, all right. Because welcome to Earth. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That's all I have to. <laughs> I think that's now all. That's I need what to I say. call a close encounter. <laughs> also, uh, that's probably Harry Connick Jr.'s best movie. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> you think Hope Flicks <laughs> is like that much of a? I was. I couldn't even think of another one. I can't believe you did. <laughs> <laughs> he was great on Will and Grace, which I was watching yesterday, but I didn't want to. I was uh, sick of watching the things we were supposed to watch, so I watched it. So <laughs> Great. Well, I'm glad you did that. Um, Any, anyway, who's your number? I don't know what we're at. Three. Three? Tom Cruise. Okay. Okay. That's, uh, that's legit. Well, one of the biggest movie stars for five decades running now. I don't know who let just, that happen. It's just crazy. What do you mean? Xenu let it happen. Xenu let it happen. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> Um, but yeah, he had, a, he had a moderate hit to start the decade with days of thunder and then flopped with far and away after that, he rang off five straight hundred million dollar movies, a few mm -hmm. good men, the firm interview with the vampire mission impossible and Jerry Maguire. Then he got stuck on a three-year hellscape of dealing with Stanley Kubrick and then a divorce before eyes wide shut came out in 1999. Yeah. So, okay, and that, and that flopped, um, a, bit of a whimper rather than a bang. Yeah. Well, that movie had some banging. 
A lot. <laughs> they had to censor the banging. There's so much banging. <laughs> Who's your number two? My number two, two is Ju what? That's my Whoa! <laughs> I don't know what happened there. My number two is Julia Roberts. <laughs> anything? Is there anything you want to add to that? You know what? You don't have to, because guess what? My number two is. Is your number two Julia Roberts? It is. Julia Roberts is my number two. All right, let's talk about Julia Roberts for yours. Well. The only actress on my list, I'm sorry to say, you at least had a couple more. Yeah, I have um, more. I, I don't know if this is me following the facts or that I'm sexist, but either way, she was an incredible draw. She had mm -hmm. seven movies hit the $100 million mark domestically in the 90s, and that wow. started in 1990 with one of the most iconic roles of her career, Pretty Woman. Mm -hmm. So here's her 90s hit list. Pretty Woman, 1990. Sleeping with the Enemy, 1991. Hook, 1991. The Pelican Brief, 1993. My Best Friend's Wedding, 1997. Notting Hill, 1999. And Runaway Bride, 1999. That is a decent string of movies. That's pretty incredible. So it's basically, I mean, if you think about it, uh, her and Robin Williams were the only two that have seven or more at this and point. The, and they both had Hook. Oh, yeah, and they both had Hook. Jim Carrey had six, and Bruce Willis, Mel Gibson, Tom Cruise, and Arnold Schwarzenegger all had five movies over $100 million. Hmm. So I'm, I'm actually really curious who your number one's going to be, but I guess we'll find out. Well, my number one had not had nine movies oh, wow. in the 90s with $100 million or more, which is just fucking crazy. I'm honestly not sure who it is because I'm just like not. We'll see. We'll see that. We'll see. Yeah. Well, who's your number one? The '90s and like. Anyway, so my number one is it Tom Cruise? Tom Cruise. Um, I feel like he's the number one answer. You know, as you mentioned, over a number of years that people just name a movie star, Tom Cruise. I don't know. I I feel like it's almost been an oversight, like that he's been <laughs> that he's been a star for so long and such like continuing to be a star. I think he's 90 years old and like. I feel like nobody likes him, and yet he's very popular. It's very strange. Yeah, well, you know, his popularity diminished after the jumping on the couch and mm -hmm. I shrinks stuff that he did with Matt Lauer. And that was in the, what, mid-2000s? Mm -hmm. So he hasn't been the big hit maker um, that he was then. I mean, he, he basically has Mission Impossible, and that's yeah. kind of well, it. He just came out with and that top gun. Yeah, the fourth or fifth highest grossing movie of all time, no? Right. So that was yeah. He had that. That was big. I mean that was big. But before that, it was there what really hadn't been one in a while other than Mission mm -hmm. Possible. So it's just it's just odd. I feel like uh, other people going through some of the he hasn't even had any scandals, but other people going through those bouts of people questioning whether or not they wanted to continue to be fans of his, um, they would have completely fallen by the wayside. He always manages to come back somehow. Yeah, that's true. And and come up with well, something else. He makes good movies. That's kind of what does it. He also, he you seems know. to work a lot. So, And he works hard. Um, takes it very seriously. You are going to kick yourself when I tell you who my number one is. I, uh, I'm sure I will because I'm like drawing a blank, but I... Uh, I had another thing to say about Tom Cruise, and I can't remember. Oh, I really well, like, um, I really like Eyes Wide Shut. I think it's a really good movie. <laughs> really, I don't remember. I don't remember it. I and, remember watching it way back then, but I don't yeah, I saw it in the theater. It. Um, I and best part about it, it's a Christmas movie, so j j perfect time for you to watch it now. Great. 
Eyes also, Wide Shut, the Christmas movie. Did you, no, it takes place at Christmas. Um, you know, you know, what we watched as a Christmas movie recently. I, I came up, I went upstairs, and Sarah was on with the boys. I couldn't believe it. Jingle all the way. Oh wow, that's great. That is just great. I'm just glad you haven't brought up the Big Show show again. Um, well, he, I was surprised when I saw him <laughs> as a Santa Claus, which is like, oh which shit, not, that's right, the Big Show's in it. He usually doesn't sneak up on people, so that's that's unusual. <laughs> um, also, if you if you are a fan of Nicole Kidman's butt, you'll enjoy Eyes Wide Shut. So, well, I know Stanley Kubrick is. So. I think so. Actually, that might have been what contributed to the divorce, as far as I can tell. Actually, the movie's about him, his character being jealous. But anyway, but the point is, what's your number one? Who's the biggest movie star? Tell me. Well, is I, I have already brought up a movie that he was in. Okay. With one of your mentions here, also he was in uh, a movie with one of my mentions, which was a huge flop, The Bonfire of the Vanities. Um, do you know who it is yet? Mm -hmm. Well, I guess you just have to keep doing that thing you do. Um, oh, Thomas Hanks. Yes, Tom Hanks. Yeah, forgot about him. Definitely the biggest star of the 90s. He starred in 12 movies in the 90s, okay? And I'm not including that thing you do because he didn't star in it. Um, of those 12, nine grossed $100 million or more at the domestic box office. Nine of 12. That's crazy. Also, one of those other three was Philadelphia, which was a movie about a gay man dying of AIDS, which still grows $77.3 million, and for which he won his first of two consecutive Best Actor Oscars. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. So what are the this other movies he was in that made $100 million? Joe versus the Volcano and the Bonfire of the Vanities were the first two movies of the 90s, and they were both 1990. They both didn't make $100 million. Um, but it was his first of three movies with meg ryan in the 90s yeah um so 1992 a league of their own all right yeah <laughs> 1993 sleepless in seattle mm -hmm. then philadelphia after that 1994 forrest gump 1995 apollo 13 oh, also right. 1995 toy story mm -hmm. 1998 saving private ryan also 1998 you've got mail 1999, Toy Story 2. 1999, The Green Mile. So, I guess so. You see, it's funny. I did consider him, but I was like, no, he's more of an actor than a movie star. Shows That's hilarious to me. <laughs> shows what I know. I kind of forgot that several of those movies were as big hits as they are. No, that you're I mean, Forrest Gump movie. made $329.7 million at the domestic box office. People like that movie. Yeah. I mean... Let's look. Okay. 107.5, Right? That's mm. up to 1999. The first movie of the 2000s, Castaway, $233.6 million. So, really that much? I just, it just processed. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I mean, I knew then, it was it, but... I mean, so, you know, if you don't include that thing you do, because uh -huh. he wasn't a star in it... Which you should, because it's a great movie. From 1994 to 2002, he had 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 consecutive $100 million movies. Not bad. You sound like you're his agent. You're trying to negotiate a higher salary for him. <laughs> it's just, it's crazy to me, because... You know, 
he really kind of hasn't had the hits like he used to. Mm, he lost it. I think that's sad. Oh, well, you know, you get older and such. All the Toy Story movies keep making money, so. Yeah, well, I mean, Toy Story 4 made $434 million domestically, so. People He's see doing Toy all right. and people, oh, let's go see it, and all the kids flock. All the kids flock like birds. So our both our number ones are Toms. We got the Toms. It was the decade of the Toms. Yeah. Our number ones are Tom Hanks and Tom Cruise. I wanted to find Tom Cruise because he had a, a string also of $100 million. It was just crazy. So after uh, Eyes Wide Shut, mm -hmm. he had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven in a row. Mm. And before Eyes Wide Shut, he had one, two, three, four, five in a row. Okay. So he did okay. He did okay. Okay. All right. Well, I hope you enjoyed my nerd session, everybody. Um, we have established that the the top movie stars of the 90s were Tom Hanks and Tom Cruise, which I think pretty accurate. Yeah. And um, I hope uh, if you wanted to see an updated list of our top tens, you can see that on our website at therankwithjohnandzack.com. Join us next week when we're ranking the top ten vegetables. As you probably expected was coming after the top 10 movie stars of the 90s. That's right. Next week we'll be doing the top 10 veggie tables. <laughs> so what else do we... Okay, bye. Jesus Christ.